You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. It is Bride Chiller here, the wedding planning podcast to help you plan your wedding without losing your shit. I'm Alicia, the host of the show, and this episode I am very happy to be bringing back Bride Chiller Q&A where I get someone in or do it on my own to help you solve your wedding planning conundrums, questions, thoughts, feelings. Sometimes I play people's voice messages today. I'm sharing some of your emails. I highly encourage you to leave me a message if you have a question or something that's really bothering you and you just need a solution or you want to put it out there for the Bride Chiller community to possibly solve, this is the episode for you. I'm really working hard. I used to do this every week. And, oh, it was so much work, and I'm not afraid of working, but gee whiz, lots and lots of questions were coming through. So we're going to do these, hopefully, every month now. So if you do have a question, all you need to do is visit thebridechiller.com, and you will uh, see a Contact Me page, and that will give you all the information about how to send me your audio files. You really just record it on your phone and pop me an email, or you can do it through SpeakPipe, which uh, the link is on our website. A big hello, welcome, good evening, good day to our new listeners who have migrated possibly from the Mamma Mia podcast network, (laughs) that's a lot to say, the new show I'm hosting for Mamma Mia, the Australian podcast network called Hitched. It's a 10-part fast-track wedding planning series that even if you're a long-term bride chiller listener, I would highly recommend you pop on to your iTunes, your Android, wherever you get your podcasts and search for Hitched. It is fun. It's got a very different tone. Not necessarily I'm the same, but it's very well produced, unlike sometimes my show, which is just me talking. The lovely Lizzie and Rachel, my co-producers at Mamma Mia, have really gone to a lot of effort to make it fast, fun, full of lots of sound effects and lovely things, and it's a joy to listen to, and not just because... I don't say that about myself. I'm just saying the work and effort that's gone into making it. It's very entertaining, and they've done an amazing job, and I think I've done all right too. So uh, I wanted to welcome everyone who potentially has found Bride Chiller via Hitched and also encourage Bride Chiller listeners to go and listen to Hitched too. Oh, take a breath, Alicia. Take a breath. I don't want to waste any more time. Let's get straight to the episode, which I will then, now, <laughs> then, in the past but in the future, introduce. You get what I mean. Oh, just shut up, Alicia. Just go. Bride Chillers. Oh, it's always good when I start with a weird little song. Welcome to the Bride Chiller Podcast. I'm Alicia, the host. If you're new, well, you're in for a trip. Good luck to us all. Hey, today is Q&A, Q&A, Q&A day. And uh, I'm... <laughs> I'm and you can my fellow professional podcasters are equally bad as doing introductions. As <laughs> I hate the intros. I just want to get it's into terrible. the meat and potatoes of it all. I'm always like, and welcome to the show. I'm Alicia. Um, look, you've heard a person talking. Clearly, there's another person here. I'm not throwing my voice, although I like doing voices, Cindy, but I'm not that good I at doing I got to say, your voices. US accent is coming right along. Oh, thank you so much. I love, I don't know why I go into like this sort of, oh, I've lost it. Um, so Cindy. No, you got, you got like a good Midwest, um, slight Valley Girl thing going. Yeah. It's because I watch too much Real Housewives, the Valley Girl actually creeps in, <laughs> but then I'm fine with it. I'm just going to embrace my See, inner house. And I'm the opposite. I watch all the British shows. So sometimes I, I poke around here in a British accent, but I'm not going to embarrass myself and do it on the oh, show. Do it. I love it. I did the posh one all the time. I love it. Um, Cindy, who are you yes. and why are you on this show? <laughs> 
Oh, geez. Well, um, I'm Cindy Savage. I, yes. I don't typically what kind of British accent, but I will oh, try for just a moment here. I like it. Um, uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I do have a theater degree, but I am not an actor. Uh, I am a queer feminist wedding planner, and I'm currently based in St. Louis, Missouri, which is the town I grew up in, and it is pronounced St. Louis. Oh my gosh! Can we just by us locals? Can we just unless say- you sing the song from the musical, which is in fact. Meet me in St. Louis, Louis, meet me at the fair. <laughs> Don't tell me the lamps are shining anyplace but there. Oh, good. Um, it's a terrible song, actually, and I don't even like that show, but it is the town of my birth, and so you have it. Um, that's me. You are a wedding planner. You're also a bride chiller vendor. Welcome aboard. Thank you for being a part of our here community it's very exciting to have you oh i'm it's delightful i'm so <laughs> glad this is here and it's it's very needed because as i know you know the wedding industry is overrun with a lot of straight up bullshit and nonsensical nonsense mm-hmm. and we need places where sanity prevails yeah and so, it's it's, it's really interesting i, I did a, an episode which we will be coming out in the next couple of weeks with Brittany dry from love uh inc mag and we were talking about the same thing that there's so many big mainstream blogs that are still not really towing the diversity and uh, equality and equity you know the whole the whole the kitten caboodle not even not really, but they're not even no. trying. It's just a lot of white girls with their long hair and they're marrying their boy. No, I've lost it again. Um, look, it's. Their boho dresses oh, and the flower so crowns. And I love, yeah. look, and we're not dissing the boho dresses. There's no, nothing wrong with that. They're fucking beautiful. By the way. But it's also like yeah. there are other people out there marrying other people and not wearing flower crowns and just having a great time. So, uh, it's, it's, it's so true. true. And you have a fabulous blog. Islesstraveled.com uh, is where we find you. And I've been doing some lovely stalking, just sensible stalking, nothing weird. And uh, so much. Yeah, no, I mean, I try and do, do a bit yeah. of research about my people and then. it's Yeah, I was just going to say, it's not stalking. It's legitimate <laughs> business research. So you're doing I will the right say, thing. Cindy, in my day job as the TV producer person, um, which is the title, I'm a casting producer. And part of my job is finding people to be on telly but I also like you've got to cover your ass with making sure these people are legit you know we do police checks and stuff but also I like to do a little extra stalk and I'm very good at it I will say it's part Mm -hmm. of my professional career but it's also a really good skill and I think it's come in handy with uh, a lot of different facets of my life I really enjoy it it's the end of my speech okay well my background check is clean um (laughs) She's passed. I've passed it. I I was actually a nanny for four years, so I did have to get it done. Good. We, you're, um, you're working with I've children. committed zero crimes. Good. Good. And I have a clean driving record. Also, I'm an excellent driver. So well, this is why just I... don't ask me to drive in the UK because I can't do the other side of the road. Well, it is confusing. And actually, I will say as I could barely cross the street when I was there. I almost died a couple of times. <laughs> well, I when because Australia also works on the British side of the road, the right side of the road, uh-huh. and then if we drive in Europe. It's on your side of the road. And I actually found we right. were driving in Europe and America more than England and Australia. And when we got it back into the car, my husband, Rich, had to go, this is the wrong side of the road, Alicia. You're full. What are you doing? <laughs> um, and that worried me because I was like, oh, my gosh, my brain has shifted in 
to the other side of the road, the right side, the left side. I feel like as a planet, we should really all agree about it's that. It's really weird. There's only like UK, Australia, Japan, and like maybe Papua New Guinea or something. It's just really random. There's not that many yeah. countries. So we're still sticking with it. So if you all come on board with driving on the correct we, right yeah. side of the road. It would help. And then maybe we could get on board with the metric system and it would be a world full of Can harmony. Can I just say that would be a great help because centimeters and kilometers just work for me and I'm not willing to change that. So I don't think America knows this, but the metric system is easier. It's so easier. You divide by 10, you multiply by 10. It's just adding zeros and taking oh. them off the ends. It's so much easier than all this 12s and fractions. So we're trying to take on equality in the wedding business, but also at the same time, it'd be great if we could just really plug the metric system as well. If we could add that to our list of things to do, I would appreciate it. I'm fully on board. <laughs> I like it. And in fact, um, in my in my previous iteration of my business before I rebranded when I worked in Chicago, I also did, because I'm a theater yes. person and I used to do costumes, I also did alterations and custom gown and suit design and sewing. Mm. And one thing I learned in sewing is that the reason in America we have a five eighths inch standard seam allowance, this is going to interest almost no, nobody who's listening to this, this podcast except the three people that sew. Um, we have a five eighths inch seam allowance because that's a centimeter. <gasps> it all comes back to the metric system. So, and I bought a, what is my machine, Bernina? I think it's Swiss. Um, the Cadillac of wedding of so not of wedding the Cadillac of sewing machines the mm. Bernina, eight fifty record it's the best machine that's ever been made I'm pretty <laughs> sure I love it it's thirty forty years old I bought it used oh. off of eBay for like oh. eight hundred dollars it was completely worth it it's it sews like a dream it's so quiet it's so smooth so it's got the little markings by the presser foot and they're in centimeters because it's a Swiss mm. machine and it screwed me up for a little while because I was like why is this not mm. what I think it is. Yeah. What are you sewing? What so, are you sewing? Tell me about your sewing. Uh, right now, well, these days because I don't sew for other people for money oh. anymore, which is kind of nice. Uh, I get to make things for myself. Right. <laughs> you know that whole cobbler's kids have no shoes thing. Yeah. It's the same for everything. So I last month went through my pile of personal alterations <laughs> and banged out banged out a few things. And next, I think I'm going to be working on a. A blazer of some Ooh, sort. That sounds nice. Probably, probably three quarter lengths. So, I am not a dress girl or a skirt girl, but I need nice things to wear to weddings, and I need some fucking pockets. Oh, please! Because I need to carry a phone. I need to carry a couple of other things in order to do my job, besides my clipboard that's always in my hand. And I can't be pulling it in and out of my bra all day long or whatever. Ridiculous nonsense we women do. I saw Reese Witherspoon um, post something. Um, we're friends, obviously, Reese and I, uh, on Instagram. Of course you are. Yeah, we're very close. But she po reposted this, This I wish I had it in front of me to say, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say what I remember. But it was talking about women's clothing and kids, girls' clothing, and someone had uh, a mum had said, my kid said, why do we not have pockets in girls' clothing? We've got lots of important shit to put in the pockets. Kid didn't say shit, obviously, but said, I want, I've got my Ninja Turtles and I've got my, you know, bloody blade blades or whatever put in my pockets. Why do we not have pockets? And it's like, my gosh, this is the pocket battle that just get ready because you're going to be fighting it. Because they're in training for being grown up women. Mm. Yeah. You have to learn now to carry a bag of so some sort. So many bags. Anyway, it's crazy. So I'm working on, um, I think it's going to be like a three-quarter length sleeve blazer. And it's going to be a little bit curvy, feminine shaped, but not too girly, but also not too manly because that's where I live. I live in in-between land and it's my favorite place to be. Oh, I support you. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on. 
And I, I make all my own patterns, which is the fun part for me, because there's all this pencil and eraser and rulers and math. And I'm a math nerd, even though that doesn't seem like it makes sense, but it does. Well, I so. love it. Well, I support you in your blazer. I support That's you in your blazer. Thank you. Now let's do some questions. Um, I have firstly an anonymous yeah. question, mainly because this person has recommended the podcast and community to other people. <laughs> and uh, she's talking about other people. Hi, Alicia. I have a dilemma. Uh, it should be hi, Alicia and Cindy. I'm getting married next year and I'm about to propose to my bridal party, which is three girls. The girl I want to ask to be my maid of honor just got engaged less than a month ago and has basically already planned her wedding that will be after mine next year. Talking to her about plans, about how much she's already thought about the flipping, she says here, this is cute, I'd say fucking, about flipping napkins, how they're going to be folded and on the tables, what? has given me a little anxiety about asking her to be my maid of honour. We clearly have very different styles as brides, and I'm nervous that my plans and what I want is way too relaxed for her. I don't really have anyone else that I'm close to to ask to be my maid of honour, so I'm hoping you or other bride chillers or Cindy have some advice to help me feel like I'm not missing something by not embracing all of the wedding bullshit that she is clearly loving for her own experience. So, uh, in other words, how do you navigate the insane notion that it's some kind of competition or race to pick your date and your color scheme when you all you when you and all your friends are getting married around the same time? It's a good question. It's very relevant. You're you've got the stage, Cindy. What do you think? Uh, it's a great question, and it's a frequently asked question. I'm going to say. So, mm. I think there are two parts to this. Part number one is. You have to stop thinking about your wedding in relation yep. to anybody else's wedding, period, the end. Everybody else's wedding, what society thinks you do, what your mom thinks you should do, what the wedding blogs think you should do, what people in the wedding industry think you should do, all mm-hmm. that should go directly in the fuck it bucket. And then you sit down and decide what you want to do with your partner. And anything that's applicable, you can kind of mm-hmm. dig through that bucket and pull back out. You can take things back out of the fuck it bucket, by the way. I agree. It is totally, it's totally reversible. I'm so glad you said that. The fuck it bucket can be temporary. It's not burning unless you set it on fire. It's not permanent. Yeah. So that's, first of all, don't compare, don't even start comparing your wedding to your friend's wedding because you're not mm-hmm. your friend and your partner is not your friend's partner. And the wedding that you two are going to have is not going to be the same wedding that they have. And it shouldn't be because it's not theirs. It's yours. So that's part number one. Part number two is... Like every relationship in life, your relationship with your wedding party, your best friends is all about good communication. So if you're worried that she's going to come in and tell you you're doing it all wrong because your wedding should be more like hers, then that's an expectation you need to cut off at the beginning. Hi, friend. I love you so much. I'm really excited about planning my wedding. I would adore it if you would be my number one best person. Here's the plans I have in mind. How do you want to help me with those? And I find it's best to just ask people, and this can go for your parents too, especially, don't wait for them to tell you what they want to do or wait for them to give you their opinions. Start by asking, what are your expectations and what what role do you want to play? And then navigate it from there because you may find that what they want to do is something that's totally jiving with your plans. And you may find that it's not. And it's a good place to start at the beginning and say, hey, that's a really interesting idea. We'll give it some thought. Right now we're planning on doing X, Y, Z. Would you like to help with that? Um, I think that's where you include one of my favorite sayings, that's not going to work for me, or that's probably not going to work for us. Uh, and I think that solves everything. I couldn't agree more with you, Cindy. Yeah. I feel like there's this weird, especially, I mean, I remember when we 
I'm a bit older now, but uh, when we were going through that stage of everyone sort of getting married within a three-year period, and it was always interesting hearing the chat around if you go to dinner with friends and just hearing the different sort of vibes that people were um, feeling about wedding planning and being wedding guests and the chitter-chatter. And it does, you know, I think you have to, as you said, block it out and also go, this is my day, my way. And totally great if you want to go trad and follow the path of many trodden brides in the past, but also that, you know, this is your opportunity to do your thing. And there's nothing to say that this Fred will barrel in and make judgment. I I, I don't, maybe this is, it's hard. No, certainly not. That wouldn't be my expectation. It is tricky though. You know, you know your friend better than we do. Exactly. And I think there are sometimes, you know, when you're a rogue warrior, sometimes it takes someone to step outside and be that person. And that sounds like it's this bride chiller. So I support her, but I don't think she should not ask her friend if she thinks that's, that's the friend for her. But I agree with you. Just manage expectations from the get-go. Shut it down. Um, Cindy, yeah. I'm working on the Maid Chiller manual at the moment because I have just no will to stop working. <laughs> it never ends. You know, I think some of – I know. I know. I was just telling you earlier about my program that I started, and I know that every month there's going to be something new I want to add to it or change or make it better because that's just the kind of person I am, and I think you're that way too. So Yeah, and I love – actually, and that's I, I got excited, and we're going to talk about your program as well. I got excited when you said that, and I think, you know, you attract people in your lives that, that have the same work ethic and passion and – I listened to a couple of podcasts. Um, I'm going to recommend. So How I Built This is one of my favorite NPR podcasts, which is about the origins of businesses and people come on and tell their story. And then also there's a fantastic Australian podcast, which is called Ladies Startup, and it's by the Mamma Mia Network. And it's fantastic. And they they really talk about women, female uh, entrepreneurs. And I was listening and thinking, you know, there's a real breed of people that uh, have that entrepreneurial drive and some people just don't get it and that is a-okay but also I wonder what all those other people do with their spare time (laughs) you know what it's not for everyone (laughs) it really isn't uh and I would say I started out in theater as a stage manager which I think you're probably familiar with what that job is but my short summary the definition I give people who have no idea what the fuck that means Mm -hmm. is it's my job to make sure that everyone is doing what they're supposed to be doing when, where, and how they're supposed to be doing it, and if they're not to fix it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of responsibility. And it's a lot of responsibility. It's usually pretty thankless. When everything goes right, nobody says says you did the good job. Mm -hmm. And when anything goes wrong, it's always your fault. And what I found in doing theater, and it's the same with wedding planning because it's the same freaking job, is that there's a very small percentage of us who really love doing it And everybody else, you could not pay them all the money in the world to ever do it again if they've ever tried it. And I think the same thing is kind of true with entrepreneurs. Like every time I think, man, being a business owner is hard. It's a lot of work. It's not not reliable. I don't make a ton of money. Maybe I should just go back to having a nine to five job. And then I'll look through some jobs and I'll see one that sounds interesting. And then I'll think about having to adhere to somebody else's dress code and go to the same Mm. place for the same hours every week. and like not have all the perks that I have of being entrepreneurial. And I'm just like, nah, I'd rather be broke. (laughs) I'd rather be broke. (laughs) And then I also have lots of friends who are like, I don't want to run a business. That's a lot of work. I just want to show up and do my shit and somebody pays me and I go home. And sometimes I'm envious of all that free time they have. 
uh, I spent a week with, with my best friend last year after I'd been really, really busy and she works a nine to five job. And so we would work during the day and she'd get off at five and then we'd have all these hours from like five until 11 to hang out <laughs> with friends, to go to the gym, to do the errands and all that stuff. And it was like, wow, you have a lot of free time. That's kind of awesome. So there's definitely pros and cons. Is. There's pros and cons on both sides. I well, I love it, and I probably wouldn't swap it for anything. I still occasionally, well, I'm freelance, and I do the nine to five, and then I'm always like, I hate the man. I don't want to work for the man. So uh, you know, I'm in the constant throes of going. I just need to make Bride Chiller profitable, so I don't have to work for the man. So thank you to everyone who's bought some books. <laughs> I bought some books. I have them both in my office, actually. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And I gave that tote bag to another, uh, I don't know if she got a directory listing, but she should, another awesome vendor who I know is in the Bride Chilla group because I knew she would like the tote bag. So I, I gave it to her. Oh, that's so kind. Well, that's lovely. And I think I think the Happy Days tote bag is very versatile, I will say. Um, when I was looking, just to go back to our lovely, I nearly said her name, which would have been completely bad because she's Anonymous Bride Chilla. Uh, anonymous Bride Chilla's message about her maid of honor. The one thing I've been focusing on writing the Maid Chiller Manual, and it's good because I didn't get to really flesh it out as much in the Bride Chiller Survival Guide, is this this sort of, I'm calling it the George Costanza Worlds Collide situation where you're bringing in a lot of people that don't necessarily know each other. You're bringing them together and saying, hey, work as a team. But there's this, also this this onus, I think, on the couple to say to their bridal party, hey, this is what we'd love you to do. Come along on the day or we really would like you to help organize some events or um, you're going to pay for everything. But without having these conversations and, as you sort of said, setting the stage of their expectations of their involvement and how much you want them to take part in everything, they're not Nostradamuses. They don't know. So if we don't communicate and say, this is the role, this is what's happening, it's really hard for people. So yeah, I, I think, I think there's a lot to, lot to say about bridal parties and how we make that work and make it successful for everyone as well. Yeah, that's exactly true because, you know, there's as, there's as much, well, specifically for women, because everything is patriarchy and sexism, yes. but there's as much almost pressure and tradition and must-dos around being in a bridal party as there is around being a bride. Yeah. So you're actually really helping your attendance, wedding party, whatever you want to call them. I'm I'm a big proponent of gender neutral language because I do a lot of LGBTQ sure. weddings and being queer myself, I, it really gets my goat when I see, um, you know, gender terms. So wedding party is Good. my go to. But anyway, m my point is, they want you to tell them what you want them to do, and they want you to be clear about it because otherwise they're going by a whole bunch of mysterious knowledge they've acquired through the internets or past weddings they've done. And again, every wedding is different and everybody wants and expects different things from their wedding party. So yeah, just be clear. I think so many people say, oh, I, I don't even want a bachelorette or a hen's day, or I just want to organize it myself. So I think that's that's a big conversation to have and just be able to be, you know, from from the moment you say, hey, do you want to join my crew? Just to be able to say, well, these are, these are the things that I'd love you to help out with or I don't want any help just turn up on the day right and the corollary to that is 
you have to be understanding that they may not want or be able to, for whatever reason, to do all the things that you want them to do. So I see a lot of really upset people saying things like, well, you know, I planned this bachelorette party and I told people six minutes in advance how much it was going to cost. And now I have one person who's making up excuses why they don't want to go or, you know, things like that. And sometimes people simply can't commit to all those things. So that's why I really stress being clear up front, not only with what you want, but also making sure that you're getting that feedback and really prioritizing your friendship over your fucking wedding. Please. You know, like these are your favorite people in the entire universe, right? That you want to be next to you on a really important day. So why are people losing friendships because someone can't come to a bachelorette party? It's so silly. Are you kidding me? You know, fuck that. Value your friendships more than you value this wedding nonsense. Okay. I agree. I agree. I agree. And I think it's very hard. I have been in the position as a bridesmaid in the past where, again, going back to my freelance career that comes and goes with jobs and uh, not my grandfather used to go, are you getting, he never really understood the, the, the idea of the contract job. And he would always be very proud of my work, but always be worried that I was constantly unemployed, which is not the case. But, um, you know, work comes and goes and it was hard for me to book in time off to go on these sort of elaborate trips because you never knew when the next job was coming and you can't really go into a contract job saying, by the way, I need two weekends off in a row to do this. And I have been the person that says, actually, I don't have 700 bucks to burn on a hen's bachelorette weekend and felt like the biggest ogre. And not that my friends made me feel bad for it, but it's also this idea that everyone is in the same financial position. And and, and I, again, going back writing this morning, and I'm just in that zone at the moment, and I'm writing to the, to the bridesmaid, to the, to the maid chiller, to the, to the bridesman, just saying, you know what, if, if you feel like you're in that position, then I think you need to be really communicative to your friend because the friendship means so much more than, you know, stupid event and it's a fun event but it's stupid in the long run of your friendship so yeah oh my gosh i'm so happy you mentioned that there will be plenty more with cindy savage and your q and a questions your questions and answers questions that didn't make any sense your questions your wedding planning questions after this very short break david and kelly Writes, writes, wrote, right, right. Greetings. Together they have written. Thank you so much. Uh, Anytime. <laughs> do you want to edit, sub-edit a book for me? Sure. Oh, fucking hell. Greetings from <laughs> Seattle. Uh, I have had the most chiller engagement and wedding planning. Until now, dot, dot, dot. Oh, dear. We are having a very small and intimate wedding with less than 40 guests in attendance. Oh, I like this already. We aren't having Those a- Those are my favorite. Yes, me too. Me too. I love small weddings. Things get done. We aren't having a wedding party with the exception of a maid of honor and a best man. We aren't having any wedding showers or parties, so maid of honor is really just for the purpose of signing the certificate and having one person to stand next to me. I chose my best friend of over 13 years who has been through fire for me. Oh, good. Long story short, my sister, she is not happy. To give a bit of background, my sister and I have never been close. She's 12 years older than me and we are very different people and we have very different outlooks on life. My sister has verbally said over the years she wishes we were closer and also said she feels like a third wheel because me and my brother 
My sister is incredibly sensitive and has issues with rejection. Uh, I love my sister, but she's done a lot of shitty things to me over the years in efforts to get closer to me or to, quote, be the older sister and tell me how I should be as an adult. I'm almost 30. I think I've got it. I was trying to find the right time to tell my sister that she was not my maid of honor. Unfortunately, she found out first and spent 45 minutes on the phone in a crying slash screaming match with me. Long story short, I'm at a loss of what to do now. My sister constantly makes things about her and looks for any excuse to be the victim, thinking the world is against her. I had no way to make her happy in this situation. Advice? Question mark. <laughs> this is a bit of a we've we've gone for a bit of a oh. bridesmaid maid of honor theme today, unintentionally, but I like it. Yes. Tricky. Tricky. Very. You know, family stuff is always difficult and you don't get to pick your family. They just are who they are. And you don't have any choice about that like you do with your friends. <laughs> I think if, you know, I think to me, David and Kelly, I'm assuming Kelly has written this. Uh, I feel like she has a little bit of an out in the way that she's just picked her mate, her girlfriend, and he's got the best man and that's it. And I don't think the guilty, the guilty giving her a job is necessarily the outs for this. I could be wrong. I agree. I agree. No, and I do think you're right about that. It's it's much easier to say, you know, sorry, I, I couldn't include you in this because we only had one person and we each picked mm. our best friend or whatever it is. That's definitely, you know, a solid reasoning. But I think we get into a little bit of territory here where a lot of people have difficulty, especially as they're becoming adults and doing this big thing where you kind of switch from team family to team. Yeah marriage. And it's, it's one of the things that makes wedding planning really difficult for a lot of people, because for your whole life, you've kind of been on team family, you maybe more or less do what your parents want you to do, or you at least take their opinions into pretty strong consideration. And then this thing happens, and you have to make a lot of choices that for better or for worse, end up being between what your family, your family of origin wants, and the new family that you're starting mm. together with your partner wants. And there's conflict there. And you know, no matter what the topic is, whether it's about who's a bridesmaid or what color the napkins are or whatever fucking detail of the wedding it's about, this is the part where you have to really grow up and be your own adult person and start, if you haven't been yet, setting boundaries with your family and saying, no, this isn't a choice you get to make for me. I'm sorry that doesn't yeah. work for me, like you said earlier. <laughs> you know, I appreciate your input. But my future spouse and I have decided we're doing ABC. Um, and it's a place where feelings can get hurt and they do get hurt. But you kind of just have to yeah. live with that. Because it's not going to be the last time when you have to make a decision between what's best for you and your spouse and what's best for your family of origin. You're going to get to it when you get to whose family do you go to for the holidays when do people get to see the grandkids and all that kind of stuff that's going to come later? This is practice for that. So that's how I like to tell people to think about it. This is the point where you get to start practicing the skills you're going to need for the rest of your life to actually make your marriage work. And it starts now with standing with your partner 
even in the face of your family of origin. And it's, I think it's very, I agree with you, Cindy, and I think the whole idea of feeling more empowered, I always sort of say this is the time where you are, you're creating a new team, you, you know, that's, that is your new family, not to replace the old family, but this is the future of, of what you're planning. And this is the perfect time to clean house, I suppose, a little bit. And in this situation with Kelly, obviously the sister sounds a little bit, her sister, not the sister, that sounded very impersonal. Her sister sounds um, a little bit manipulative and perhaps that is a good time for her to stand mm-hmm. her ground and sort of say, this is the decision. I care about you. But I don't think, you know, someone calling and screaming for half an hour is a really good way to make your case. So, yeah, it's so challenging, Cindy, and you're right. Right. It sounds like this is not the first difficult situation, Kelly, that you've had with your sister. And I'm just going to put a little non-wedding advice out here and say, do you got a therapist, Mm. Kelly? Because therapists are Mm -hmm. the bomb. Get a therapist. And talk through this shit with her and she will help you figure out how to deal with this relationship with your sister because I guarantee you this is not just about your wedding or just about being in your wedding party. This is about a bigger picture of the relationship with you and your sister that she wants to be closer to you than she in fact is. And, you know, that's that's bigger than the scope of standing next to you on your wedding day. And a good therapist, I listen... I love being in therapy. Therapists are awesome. They make your life better as long as you get a good one. And that can take a little while to find. Yep. But I'm a super, I think everybody needs a therapist. I agree. And I think health insurance should cover it. So let's get on that, America. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> don't get me started. But yeah. So in addition to set your boundaries and start practicing being on team marriage, if you have the insurance coverage or the financial capacity to get yourself a therapist, or if you already have one, use them for that. Mm-hmm. Work this out. There you go, Kelly. Cindy speaks and she speaks the truth. And I agree with her. Thank you so much for sharing, Kelly, and good luck with the sister problem. Um, now, Cindy, before we – gosh, time has run past. Look at that. Crazy. I know. You just passed. You're a very good guest. It always does. Tell me a Thank little you. bit before we, we chuff off, as we'd say in Australia, head off, a little bit about the amazing course you have coming up and then also give yourself a bit of a bride chiller vendor plug about how people can connect with you, your area of uh, locational area of service and just other general wonderful things about yourself. Very professional from my end. Absolutely. <laughs> very professional. So first of all, I just launched something that I think is extremely awesome, and I hope you agree. It's called Choose Your Own Wedding, and it is an online wedding planning subscription. So what that means is I have put together a complete start-to-finish online course of how to plan your own wedding. I should back up a little bit and say that this is primarily geared toward people who would really love to hire a full-service wedding planner but just don't have the budget for it. So what I've tried to do is put all that wedding planner brain into a very organized place for you to figure it out with professional help along the way. So the online course has video lessons by yours truly. It has spreadsheets and templates and workbooks and printable forms you can take with you to evaluate your vendors and other goodies like that to get you through each step of of wedding planning. It's broken down into six overall phases. And within those, there's different lessons and steps for getting all the shit in order, as well as my advice on the more difficult things. There's an entire section, in fact, on what we've been talking about today, dealing with your people. Um, (laughs) So that's in there. And then in addition to that, we have our own private Facebook group where you can come in and ask all your 
anything that's not in the online course, because if I made an online course that covered every possible thing that could happen with every possible person's wedding, it would never end and you'd never get through it and it would be too long and you'd give up and go home. <laughs> so it's concise on purpose. Um, but when you have those individual situations that aren't answered by what's in the online class, you get to come in the Facebook group and ask me personally. Nice. And I swear I will answer and it'll probably be really quickly because I'm addicted to Facebook and social media. Um, and I'm in there all the time. <laughs> and then lastly, we have a once a month thing that's sort of like what I'm doing here with Alicia today, a live Q and a where we all stick our faces on video together and you ask me stuff and I answer Fantastic. you. So that's my, um, that's my wedding planning subscription. And you can find that at choose your own dot wedding. And then my general plug for myself is I work with, <laughs> that's my general plug, <laughs> independent feminist and LGBTQ people to plan meaningful weddings without blowing your budgets or losing your sanity. Both of which I think are pretty important. Yes. I'm based in St. Louis, Missouri, in the middle of the USA, and I travel anywhere within the continental 48 states at no extra charge. So wherever you are, we can work together because we have the internet and isn't it glorious? Yes. Um, and then if your wedding is not in the United States, I do in fact have a passport and I love going places. So Ooh. that's that. And you can find me at com. That's A-I-S-L-E-L-E-S-S-T-R-A-V-E-L-E-E-D.com. Oh, she's a pro. See, this is why... We welcome Cindy onto the show because she knows what she's doing. She's just done all her own plugs. I just sat back and listened. You're amazing. Yes. And not to steal thunder from the Bride Chiller group, but I do also have my own free Woo! Facebook group, which you can get into. What's it called? It's called the ILS Travel Community. And Great. you can find just find me on Facebook at ILS Traveled, and there's a link um, on my Facebook page. I say join as many fucking great communities as possible. And, uh, you Only know, join I'm the good like, ones, though, because there's a lot of crazy well, bad no. shit ones out there. Actually, yeah, I'll reverse that, reverse it, flip it. So I think join good communities like ours. Yes. But also Correct. don't get involved with the crazy communities because they will take over your life in a bad way. And we're really working hard. I want to, can we just have a shout out to the Bride Chiller mods? Because yes. our community is growing. They're so amazing. Our community is growing very fast. We are trying our darndest to keep everything nice. And, and not it's hard to, I mean, feral. My group is, I think, what do you say? You have like 6,000? We have 6,000? 6, Bride Chillers? 5, is that true? Yeah, 5,000. 5, so, yeah. so whatever. By tomorrow, it'll be 6,000. Um, <laughs> when, once they get to that point, they'd snowball, you know? But yeah. Uh, well, so my group is substantially smaller than that. So it's not anywhere near as difficult to moderate. So yes, shout out to the bride chill mods who are doing a crap ton of work. It is hard to make it wonderful and happy and pleasant in there. And I, you know, chillas, I don't know if you're in some of the other wedding groups, but I've, I've joined and left a bunch of them because too. there's just a lot of negativity going around. And a lot of just madness and you don't need that in your life. So don't do it. No. And that's, I think that's the thing. I think once you join, Stay in once you see the others, you come home yeah. quickly, you come home. Um, Cindy, that is correct. Thank you. It has been such a pleasure and I'm grateful for your insights and uh, I'm thankful that you are in the Bridechiller vendor community, the directory community. And if you want to get in touch, Ooh. that's a really good way also to find Cindy via the directory. I don't know why I need to say the directory like I'm saying it. And other awesome vendors. Oh, so many good people. And also uh, – Because, you know, I'm not the only one. There are lots of us. There are lots of you. And also I'm encouraging Bridechillers to say if you're working with a kick-ass vendor that should be in the directory, send them our way. We want to meet new people. 
Hey, Elisa, where can Bridechillers find the Bridechillers ah, vendor directory? That's very good. Good question. Thank you, Cindy. Uh, if you just go to thebridechiller.com, uh, up in the menu bar, you'll see directory. You'll be able to find the little link. Just click the button. That's the easiest way to say it. Couldn't be yeah, easier. It's literally the easiest thing. Bride chillers and groom chillers, before we head off, I would love to ask you if you're enjoying the show to rate and review the Bride Chiller podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's a great way for people to go, oh, five stars, that's great. I'll give it a boo. I'll give it a boo. I will download this and try it out. If it's not for me, fine, I'll go away. But if I really like it, I too will leave a five-star review. I don't know who that woman is, but she's got a lot of energy. I also wanted to add, if you are in the mood for purchasing a Bride Chiller pack, I am still offering the very special discount code FUCKIT, F-U-C-K-I-T, and that will give you 15% off your Bride Chiller pack order. All you need to do is visit BrideChillerStore.com and you'll be able to purchase your very own Bride Chiller Survival Guide. Oh, it's got a lot of information in it. The complete Bride Chiller Manifesto. The word manifesto makes... You sound like a psychopath. So we didn't call it that. We call it the survival guide. Uh, also, the bride chiller field guide. <laughs> There's been lots of manifestos that have written that aren't attached to psychopathy. Psychopathy. Bride chiller field guide is the book that you take with you to appointments. It has all the questions to ask vendors, lists, checklists, places to write stuff. I love it. And a happy days tote bag. That is the bride chiller pack. Woo. Lots to say. Please leave me your voice messages. We are actually going to present a money-related Q&A episode next. So if you have a money question, whether that is to do with your relationship, with contributing, can't say the word, with your bridesmaids or groomsmen and the contributions they are bringing to the event, whether you have an investing question, we're bringing the lovely Dan Hines back. He's a financial counsellor and expert and planner who uh, we had on the show a couple of weeks ago. And I'm going to bring him back to answer your Q&A question. So if you have a question that is money related, please leave me a voice message in the next week. That would be great if you're listening to this in real time. The week of the 11th of June, 2018. If not and you still got a money question, leave it, and I'll get to it in a very close time. <laughs> I will let you go on with your day. Thank you for co-hosting. Thank you for your insights. And uh, I look forward to sharing all your goodness in the Bride Chiller community and beyond. Thank you very much, lovely Cindy. Thank you so much. It's been a true delight. Happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014. 